Now it's time for the Disney View podcast. Please move across your car to make room for everyone. Our podcast will begin momentarily. Join Dave as he makes his Grand Circle tour around the Walt Disney World Resort. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all, but understands Disney's place in history and respects the legacy that's been left. Come along and hear Dave's thoughts about Walt Disney World and see it through Dave's eyes. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, mantenganse alejado del David. And now, here's your host. Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. Well, on today's podcast, I wanted to take a look at the movie Black Panther. I finally had a chance to see it. Yeah, I know, I'm late to the game, but I finally did get around to seeing it. And I have to say that I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, a little context here. I was never a superhero fan. I never liked any of the comic books. I read a few here and there, but never really got into them. Just didn't like... I don't know, it was something about the tone or something about the, the way they told the stories. You know, there's always these superheroes, right? They were just these larger-than-life characters who somehow could manage to overcome great adversity or came from another planet or whatever, and it always just seemed kind of silly to me. Now, that's not to say that I didn't watch some of the movies that came out. Actually, backing up a little bit, some of the TV shows that were on, like in the 60s when the Batman series was on, Batman had a little heart and a little humor, and he used his skills in a way that was different. And I enjoyed it as a youth growing up watching that Batman uh, series. And then also, uh, later, when The Incredible Hulk came out, the one with Lou Ferrigno and uh, Bill Bixby, that was, um, that was a lot of entertaining. There was a lot of heart to that. There was, there was a lot of story that was developed. It wasn't just about the Hulk being this, this uh, creature that was created. There was a little bit of story built into it, and I actually kind of enjoyed that. And that, to me, that's what's always lacking in the comic books. And again, it's just a personal thing. Uh, so when I saw that they were coming out with Black Panther, I went, okay, you know, I'll give it a shot. Now... I have seen several of the Batman, Spider-Man, Superman movies over the years, and most of them I kind of walked out going, ho-hum, it was okay. You know, the uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie, the first one I thought was kind of clever. The first Hulk movie they put out was a little bit hokey, but okay, because it was just a person who was, you know, growing in, in strength. The original Batman movie that came out in, you know, the 90s, that one was all right uh, in general, you know, because at least it told the backstory and it wasn't just about this character of Batman and, you know, how he, how he fought crime. So I haven't seen many of the Marvel movies otherwise. Uh, when Disney acquired Marvel, I had my doubts about it. I've heard great things. I had, did see Wonder Woman and thoroughly enjoyed that as well. Uh, but I haven't seen all of them. But after seeing Black Panther, I'm starting to think maybe I need to go back and start rewatching some of these films because they really are pretty darn good. Um, so back to Black Panther specifically. It's a superhero movie, yet it's not a superhero movie. It's a movie about everything. It's a movie about life. It's a movie about politics. It's a movie about internal struggles. It's a movie about someone gaining power and growing in strength and figuring himself out. And I just thought that was really fascinating. When uh, Chad, Chadwick Boseman playing T'Challa came to power and he was conflicted about how to use that power and how to use, uh, how to become something more than just this uh, king. He wanted to learn how to understand his power. And there was something really fascinating about that shape to his character that really captivated me. I thought that was really neat. And then you had Nanakia, played by Lupita Nyong'o, who was really interesting because she had this depth of character. She was this spy. She had a backstory with him. She was his girlfriend, whatever. And there was more to her than met the eye. And it was really interesting because she really 
came across as a remarkable character because she had so much, so much depth to her. It was, you know, she wasn't just the queen. She wasn't just someone who sat around and, you know, waited for the king to do something. She actually got involved. And then, of course, uh, Danae uh, Guerrera as uh, Okoye, who was the uh, general. She was absolutely fascinating. You know, really strong character. She was conflicted about her country, about her loyalty to the king, about everything. And it was really amazing how she developed that character, developed into it too, and how she became stronger throughout the movie as well. And I can't leave out Letitia Wright, who was uh, Shuri, that's um, the king's sister. And she was really interesting too, because she was the antithesis of all of it, right? She was the one who was a little wisecracking, having a little fun and whatever. So really interesting the way they developed the story. Now, to a large degree, it was predictable how it was going to go. But what was interesting was the way that they brought in the Eric Killmonger character and developed him into the storyline and made him interesting. So Michael B. Jordan was playing a fantastic villain, yet he was a very conflicted villain. And you could tell from the storyline that he was totally conflicted about who he was and what he wanted. And once he rose to power by defeating the king, the Black Panther, he actually became... uh, he was conflicted about how to deal with his life and what he could possibly do in that case. So really interesting stuff, the way he developed up his own character and the way he came into being. So it really was interesting. Now, okay, I'll grant you the fight scenes may have been a little hokey and the fact that you know they're wearing the, the uh, suits most of the time and they're talking about vibranium and how it works and you know there's this large supply of it. And you can talk about how there's a whole underpinning of the uh, cultural significance of uh, these all being black characters coming from Africa. You can talk about the uh, politics of it all, how we all need to work together and so forth. There was some really fascinating parts to that. And some people hated that and some people loved it. I thought it fit in with the overall storyline of being conflicted. How do you use your great power? If you have this power and this ability to do some good in the world, why don't you use it? Or why, why would you use it? Or what would you do? And the confliction is what really made it interesting because you could see T'Challa kind of growing as he tried to figure it out. And that understory of the family strife and how, how T'Challa's father killed T'Challa's uncle along the way. Really interesting stuff, you know, how that came to be and how it worked out. Really kind of fascinating because it kind of told a little bit different story. There was something else there that made it a little more compelling, a little more, well, I'll go with human in a way. And again, back to why I don't generally like superheroes. You know, they're just out chasing bad guys and doing whatever and fighting and blah, blah, blah. That's not what I'm in it for. I like to see the character development. I like to see confliction in these people. I like to see the acting come through. I like to see the storyline develop and move along. I think that's why I liked Wonder Woman, too. There was a storyline there. She was a fantastic character. But there was more happening there than just her developing as Wonder Woman and fighting the the forces of evil. It was fighting the ultimate evil. And it was really interesting the way they developed it. And I'd say the same thing for Black Panther. I do love some of the scenes where, you know, they have this, um, this moment where he goes back in time and he thinks his father is this larger-than-life character. And T'Challa discovers that his father has his flaws and he's not perfect. And there's more complexity to him than he ever knew. And when he goes back into the spirit world and he meets his father and his family, it's really interesting because he realizes there's more to it than that and he needs to do more. He needs that confliction becomes becomes out to the front and he realizes he has to do more to save his people, save his planet, do the whole thing and be a better person in a way. Um, so really interesting stuff. I mean, it was really well done. I thought the, uh, the cinematography was really good. I thought they did a nice job of when they were heading back to Wakanda, they flew their ship into uh, basically some sort of force field so you couldn't see their advanced city in Africa. And it had that moment of sort of um, Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged, 
where at the end of the film, the uh, characters all go into this, uh, this utopian society where they live. And essentially, that's what this was. But the problem with the utopian society was always, what happens next? You still have the outside world. And at the end of the book, uh, Atlas Shrugged, John Galt says, okay, let's go rebuild society. And that's great, but it ends there. And here's where there's a connection because he goes into the society, he goes into this utopian society, and T'Challa says, hey, let's try to rebuild society, and then actually starts to do it. And the last closing credit scene when they talk about going before the United Nations, he has this to say. My name is King T'Challa, son of King T'Chaka. I am the sovereign ruler of the nation of Wakanda. And for the first time in our history, we will be sharing our knowledge and resources with the outside world. Wakanda will no longer watch from the shadows. We cannot. We must not. We will work to be an example of how we as brothers and sisters on this earth should treat each other. Now more than ever, the illusions of division threaten our very existence. We all know the truth. More connects us than separates us. But in times of crisis, the wise build bridges, while the foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were one single tribe. And it's just fascinating. That's one of those things that just kind of captures you just a little bit because he's taking that next step in the evolutionary cycle. Yeah, you, you want to build something better, but how do you do it? And it's not going to be easy for him, but you know, maybe it sets up another movie or some other things or some other storylines. I don't know. But you got to respect the fact that he was trying, right? He was taking that confliction and trying to figure out how to use his powers for something greater. So it's a superhero movie. But it's not at all a superhero movie because it's a very different approach to being a superhero and doing some things differently, and the world looks different. And I found that to be really interesting, uh, just the way they have this advanced technology that they've never shared, and now they finally decide that they need to share it. And this is where T'Challa can become a greater leader and be greater than himself, and Nakia can go on and serve her country and do great things and still be regarded as as a great spy slash hero and still perhaps be the girlfriend or wife of T'Challa, which is really interesting. Have to say, I love the fact that it was, he's a sort of a hero that uses technology and uses his mind and uses other things rather than being somebody who came to this planet and became something more because he had superhuman strength or something. This is, this is much cooler. In a way, he's kind of like James Bondish because he's got all this cool technology he uses and these things he can do because of the technology that's behind him. And his sister is kind of like Q where she equips him with these things and she's got some cool things going on. So it really makes for a little more compelling story because there's more to it. There's a lot more being told there in the way that they set it up and they tell you who these, who these characters are. And I think that was another thing that just kind of captivated me was this this fact that it wasn't just like they weren't truly he wasn't truly a superhero he had something more going on he had to be intelligent about it oh by the way i also liked uh, enjoyed the uh, the moment at the end where uh eric killmonger is killed and you realize that you know he's got this moment where he he talks about you know he wants he wants to be unchained right he talks about slavery in some ways and maybe it's a little heavy-handed the way they do it perhaps but I think the principle there is, you know, he was fighting from a, from his heart in a in, for a greater good that took on the uh, effects of uh, how blacks are treated in society, especially you know starting in the slave trade and how it developed from there. So he has this comment about how he'd rather die as a free man and be thrown into the ocean than be kept in chains. And okay, I get it. You know, it's it's kind of an interesting and powerful statement that he makes that 
you know, this is, you know, this is his way of looking at society. So everybody has their points of view. Nobody's absolutely right, but he has a point of view that he's, he's explaining to everyone and he gets to see the sunset and then he decides that he's going to just die right there. And T'Challa shows great heart in saying, I'm going to let you live and we could probably save you, right? So where, you know, where does it go? So the guy that realizes that he can't live like that, he's going to, he's going to let himself be martyred for his own greater, for the own greater cause. It's really interesting. I mean, I just, I think that the deeper meaning of it is really kind of fascinating. And I, again, I get why people don't like the movie or didn't quite get it. They wanted the superhero action film and that's fine. People like that. I'm cool with it. I'm not personally like that. That's not what I'm all about. I liked this film because it had so much heart. It had so much character development. These characters were so well-developed. The only one I would maybe make an exception for is Martin Freeman, the Englishman who's playing the uh, CIA agent, who's uh, there is sort of an antithesis. You know, they talk about him as a colonizer and they talk about different things. And it's interesting how he kind of develops in there. And it's really kind of neat because he fits into the storyline, but he's not as well-developed. But yet... There's clearly a history because when T'Challa first meets him, he goes, I have, um, I have company, someone I've known or something along those lines. So it's kind of interesting that he gets that. We see that as an opportunity where this character comes out. So pretty good. Anyway, Black Panther, just wanted to provide my thoughts about it for a couple of minutes. I thought it was really well thought out, really well done. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I, this is one I'll probably wind up owning and watching again just because there was a deeper meaning to it. And it's not about, you know, it's not about the, obviously there was politics in it. And that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the depth of the characters and the way they developed them and the things that they talked about and the way they presented themselves. I thought that was really amazing. So well done. I give Disney a lot of credit for this one. I give it a thumbs up. It was really good. And that's my podcast for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. And remember, if we can dream it, we can certainly do it. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View podcast. We hope you had a pleasant stay and arrive home safely. Please remain seated until your ride vehicle stops completely. Then, gather your personal belongings and step out onto the moving platform. And yes, I know it went by so quickly, but don't worry. One of the nice things about traveling on this podcast is that the journey is just beginning. Show notes are available on DisneyWorldPodcast.net. While there, please check out some of our affiliates. You'll also find links to Dave's iPhone and iPad apps. There's an app for pin trading, one for finding hidden Mickeys, and an app for finding and tracking pressed pennies around the Walt Disney World Resort. And you never know just what Dave is working on next. If you have questions, feel free to drop Dave an email at davesdisneyview at gmail.com. Original music you're hearing in this podcast is Oslo Doom by Gilberto Gilles. Of course, this is a fan podcast and in no way affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. 